socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Guys, I'm asking it. I'm asking the big question. Should the pizza be cut into triangles or should the pizza be Ooh. cut into squares? Triangles every time. So I like always on this podcast, I like both. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'll Have say the this. Fucking... I'll say this. I think it depends. Have the strength of character to have one opinion. I think it depends on what shape the pizza is. If the pizza is a circle, then you cut it into triangles. If it's yeah, a square, well, it's a pizza, so then you cut it into squares. If it's a triangle, then you cut it into circles. It's very simple, <laughs> dude. Having I agree with Kelly. Triangular pizza is the most demented shit I ever heard. I got an idea for a business where uh-huh. we sell slices of pizza made to order. Okay, that's like a million other businesses have that business. No, we sell slices of pizza. They're made to order, so we make them a full pizza. Whoa. We only give them the slice, and we throw out the rest. <laughs> or we donate it to charities. Gotcha. No, we lock the dumpster. Plan. We lock the dumpster. Um, <laughs> yeah. And what's we on the pizza? Lock. Normal stuff? It's made to order, whatever you want. Oh, so you can? Ooh. so I can be like... A DVD of <laughs> yeah, the Naked Gun 2, for example. Mm-hmm. I want Cool Cat Pizza. Cool Cat Pizza. <laughs> Whatever goes on that. Whatever that is. That sounds like a fun thing. I want Glass Roll Pizza. <laughs> I'm not going to acknowledge the last comment. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to open a store right next door called Sell Your Pizza on eBay. And that's where you sell the rest of your pizza that you don't eat, and they we sell it on eBay for them. Wait, but we're not giving them the pizza, so who's selling the pizza on eBay? We give it to the manager, whose boots we gotta lick every single morning, uh, and make sure he knows he's a good manager. We're not what the managers this a, of this store. It's just the... Is this a spoof of something? No. This is Are nothing. you making a joke? This is this is original, this is original IP? This is original this? IP, yeah. We're just having a fun what time is this? here. Oh, okay. Not what everything is, has I, to be I'm, a joke, Marty. I'm just trying to have a good oh, time. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm uh, sorry. Here's the thing with the pizza. I regret actually giving you shit for not having an opinion. I think it's lame to have zero opinion, but I also think it's lame to have, like, a super fucking staunch opinion. Like, the people who are like, no pineapple yeah. on pizza. Fuck. If you, yeah. if pineapple on pizza good, fucking eat yeah. it. I yeah. love fruit on mixed yes. in with savory things. Yes. I think it's great. Yes. I think we need to be tricking ourselves into eating fruits and vegetables as much as possible. Yeah, that's why you're eating that berry pepperoni casserole. <laughs> that's why he eats stuffed peppers stuffed with more peppers. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, I, I think pepper's like, a fruit. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I Here's the thing. I have lots of opinions on things. I feel like, yeah, I agree with you in that I don't need to have an opinion about everything. With the pizza thing, it's like, it just depends on the situation. If I'm getting a slice of pie off the street, yeah, I want a triangle pizza. If I'm getting a school cafeteria lunch pizza, goddamn, give me a square pizza. And why are you doing that? You're like 31? (laughs) Well, I might be there giving a speech to the children or something, you know? As a a pillar of the community, they invite you in to teach the youth. Local spoof expert Martin Kaczybowski will be here yeah. to uh, oh, enlighten us about the, the Yay, history of spoof films. Local <laughs> spoof expert. People, you got to understand when it's a conversation about a personal preference over like a moral right or wrong. Right. Okay. For example, 
I brought up the coning thing last week. Great <laughs> time to be like, you guys were like shitting on me. I also agree. Like, fucking stupid thing for me have mm-hmm. been done when I was younger. You <laughs> That's look yourself in the mirror on. every day and are just like, mm-hmm. how could I do this? Yes. <laughs> You're a terrible person, yeah. is basically what we said. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, man. Uh. <laughs> You've done worse things than me. Uh, maybe. Depends on which Jesus we're worshipping. You know? yeah. <laughs> what's Okay, so follow-up question to the pizza question. What's the worst thing you've ever done? <laughs> <laughs> I put pineapples on pizza once. <laughs> oh! Like- <laughs> oh, that's fucked up, Kelly. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Welcome to Spoof Scoops and Novelty Songs. The, it's a podcast about pizza. I just want to say... I just want to say... I think, and I, if you like square pizza, that's fine. I, I, and I, I know it doesn't make any sense. It's so stupid, but I swear to God, triangle pizza just tastes better than square pizza. I know it's stupid. I know I'm crazy. Is it goes against like everything I've ever believed in? But I think triangle pizza just tastes better somehow. Wow, that's what an opinion. Wow, hot takes here on Spoof Scoops and Novelty Songs. Ugh. This week we are reviewing Naked Gun Two and a Half: The Smell of Fear, a 1991 American comedy film. Gentlemen, what did you <laughs> think of Naked Gun Two and a Half? <laughs> I kid, I kid, I kid. This is, of course, the direct sequel to the original Naked Gun, the second in the series, bringing back all your favorites: Leslie Nielsen, O.J. Simpson, George Kennedy, Priscilla Presley, and is, of course, a spoof on various cop movies, cop tropes, and anything that was popular in the culture. Because detectives the time. haven't mo- fucking gotten theirs yet, right? <laughs> funny cops, funny cops, new idea for jokes, right there. Funny cops. <laughs> This movie was a massive hit, but is notable as the first movie made by Zaz, Zaz, that's Zucker, Abrahams, and Zucker, that David Zucker directed without the direct involvement of Jim Abrahams and Jerry Zucker. I thought Zucker. you were talking about the, the obscure uh, Batman villain, <laughs> Dr. Saz. <laughs> Zaz. <Yeah>. Nope, this is just Z-A-Z. Oh. Uh, the two were given executive producer credits on the film due to creating the original Naked Gun franchise. David Zucker wrote this script with Pat Proft, a spoof movie regular who we've mentioned a few times on this podcast. Abraham's Hot Shots would be released the same year as this film and was better received, but not as big a hit, while Jerry Zucker was hot off of directing the Patrick Swayze classic Ghost, which of course came out in 1990 and received an Academy Award nomination for Best Picture. That's right, one of the guys who brought you Surely You Cannot Be Serious directed a Best Picture nominated film. Now, I counted how many movies Zaz Zaz movies we have done on the podcast and how many of their movies that are like hard spoof movies that they have left in their collective filmography we've covered four movies of theirs and they have eight other spoof eight movies additional that if we were a total of 12 yes eight for a total of 12, correct. Now, a bunch of these are like late career things because David Zucker did a bunch of scary movies and he directed Basketball also. And Jim Abrahams directed uh, Jane Austen's Mafia and a couple other things like Hot Shots and things like that. So they they split off around. This is like the first movie, basically, when the three stopped making movies together. Uh, Jerry Zucker went on to just like make normal ass movies like Ghost and other things like that. And the other two basically both split off into doing spoof movies on their own, essentially. Uh, so this is another entry in the ongoing investigation of Zucker, Abrahams, and Zucker. Gentlemen, what did you think of Naked Gun 2 and a half? 
this was the best movie we've watched on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. It's exactly the fucking same as the first one. The, the bits are different. Everything else is the same. If you want to know what I thought about this movie, go listen to episode 29 of this podcast. So pizza, what's going on there? What, with my pizza? Yeah. I can't, I can, I can't explain it. It's like a... Yeah, let's unpack It's one of the dumbest, it's one of the dumbest hills I think I would die on. Yeah, what a strange dogma, if you will. Kelly, what did you think of this naked gun flick? Oh, I think I'm just with Scott. This is like... It's it's like Austin Powers 2, but almost worse. It, it's like a victory lap for Naked Gun. They just do the same bits. There's like nothing. There's probably new bits, but I'm so distracted by the 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 old bits that I just don't. I don't even care. I'm just like this is recycled content, and I'm a millennial. I need that new original content. I don't want recycled stuff. What if I told you there was a third Naked Gun? <laughs> okay, and what's that one called? Like, what, three and a half, four? 33 and a third, which is making what? fun of that famous RPM. This movie starts off right away with the car driving through the credits thing. It's already not, it's it's redoing the same thing they did in the first one, but just worse. Like, the first one, they have, like, it goes on a roller coaster, and it's, like, really childish and fun. Yeah. And this one is just, like, it sees hot ladies that are naked. Like... Right off the bat, you know, okay, this is going to be a recycle, pretty much note for note of the first Naked Gun movie, and it's just going to be like a weak, like a a less clever, less like, yeah, it's just missing, it's missing, like in general, this this one in particular for the Zazz movies really was just missing like childish humor, kind of like really slapsticky stuff. There's a lot of slapstick, but there's way more like Leslie Nielsen is secretly hot jokes in this one than the earlier ones. And that became like a big running thing for. Yeah. This movie is worse than the first one, but like the first one is like dumber in a good way. Yes. Yes. And that's the thing that like the sight gags in the first one are like so iconic, you know? And then this one, it's like, there's a moment where they, they do the like slap thing where Priscilla Presley tries to slap Leslie Nielsen with her two hands and he catches both of them. And then a third hand shows up and slaps him. Good gag, but, like, they've done that gag a million times, and this isn't new. Yeah, I don't know. It, it is just, like, retread territory. If you like this kind this kind of humor, there's still funny gags in this movie, I would say, overall. Like, there's still... There's some good jokes throughout, some good set pieces, but not, like, um... They're just not as, like, just fun as the other ones. I don't know. It's, like, a little more, like... They're, it feels like a cash grab. It feels like they had to make this movie and they had to quickly come up with jokes and it's just the first thought for a lot of things in a, in a bad way, I would say. It sucked. <laughs> I wanted to note something from Priscilla Presley's Wikipedia. Uh, it's It has a line which says, and she starred in the three successful Naked Gun films, which A, there were no more Naked Gun films, and I always love reading a Wikipedia that was like clearly written by someone on the team, on the per- person's team, yeah. because like, why did they specify the three successful Naked Gun films? No, I think that they're saying <laughs> that there were three of them and they were successful. Not like the three Naked Gun films out of, yeah, yeah, well, you get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still odd. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. There was, like, 
there's just not a lot to say. It's like we hit the same beats of like there's a terrorist plot. In this one, the movie is weirdly pro environment more than I expected it to be. Like there's a running thing of um, the whole plot is that this environmental scientist is going to give a speech to George H.W. Bush to push him towards solar energy and away from oil and things like that. And these bad guys are going to trick trick H.W. Bush by getting a lookalike guy to endorse coal. So it's pretty similar to the opening, the first one, which was revolved around like uh, the Queen of England kind of. Uh, but in this one, it just like doesn't, I don't know. It's just like, it feels like this is trying to punch in every direction in a way that doesn't work for it. Like, I almost wish this was more like an American Carol where it was, it was at least had a point of view. Yeah. It at least knew what it wanted it to be. Whereas this one, there's just like random shots at the Republicans and the Democrats. And it's like, and they're always just like, Oh, just like those Democrats, I guess. Or like some, like, well, just like those idiots in Washington. I don't know. Just jokes like that throughout. It just feels lazy. Like, I wish general, all the stuff just, that happens to OJ Simpson in these movies, like really happened. <laughs> Is OJ a bad actor? Uh, he because killed a woman. The- yes. <laughs> he's a, he's a bad like- actor. He's a bad influence. I just mean, in general, this movie, like, they spend a lot of time talking about Nordberg, and then when Nordberg is on screen, he has, like, two lines in this movie. Like, is he just, like, a terrible actor? That was my first thought with I mean, movie. I mean, yes, l- but also they probably had him for, like, a day and a half. Right, right. He does do a lot of, like, stunt things. I'm sure it's, like, just the stunt guy is doing, like, most of the shots mm-hmm. for those sequences, but... <laughs> I have so little to say about this film. I'm sorry to all of our adoring fans, but... Um, this is just, if you liked Naked Gun 1, you might like this one. I don't even know anymore. It's just not that, it's just boring. Sorry. Yeah. It's a Pretty fucking cash grab. These guys are sellouts. Yeah. Which is funny, because I feel like we <laughs> praised Austin Powers 2, which did a very similar thing with this, but for Austin some Powers reason, too, they still had better. fuel in the tank for that shit, I say. Yeah, they okay. did. I think by the third movie they were running out of gas for that franchise, but the second one I think still had some new things. Like, okay, I don't know. Thank Fair you enough. for Fair continuing enough. my car metaphor. So I I did want to compliment the movie. There's a running gag throughout that Leslie Nielsen accidentally unleashed uh, zoo animals, and that keeps coming up throughout the movie. People keep mentioning it, so you know it's going to pay off in some way. And the way it pays off is Robert Goulet, who plays the bad guy in this movie, which. Great idea for casting, not executed very well. He's not a very fun bad guy. He's kind of just bland the whole time. Uh, But he gets thrown out of a window at the end of the movie, lands on his feet, and then he gets mauled by a lion right after. That, probably my favorite thing in the whole movie. Like, that, to me, was a good example of what a good spoof movie needs, which is justified jokes and unjustified jokes. You need more justified jokes than unjustified jokes, but you need both. Make fun of Timothy Oliphant a little bit. (laughs) I just mean, like, you need setup jokes that fit the world and the characters, and then you also need the non-sequiturs. The Escape Zoo Animals, perfect justified joke. Uh, In general, this movie's unjustified jokes, I would say, are just, like, very bland. Very, uh, you know, there's a guy running in the crowd toward the end of the movie holding the To Serve Man cookbook from uh, um, Twilight Zone. And this was, like, one of the better unjustified jokes, but it's still just, like, 
why like why is the twilight zone guy there just besides the reference you know there's a whole like ghost sequence in this movie which is clearly because jerry zucker had just made ghost so they had to throw in a ghost parody i knew this was coming but there's a sequence where they make fun of ghosts but all they do is like it's just like they just do it's more ghosts, of like a basically. pottery it's more the joke is like more making fun of pottery wheels than ghosts you yeah. know what i mean no that's that's in ghost though that's no, no no i understand right no they're doing the scene from ghost and then which has a lot of rich content to make fun right, of. Right, but then but then the and joke then they, of it is, what if a pottery just, wheel went too yeah, fast? They just can't get out of the... Yeah. This thing's out of control. <laughs> That's it. Like, you That's could do that in yeah, any scene good. with a pottery wheel. It doesn't yes. have anything to do with the actual ghost part of it. God damn it. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, this movie's boring. As... Next. A movie. Fucking... Two out of ten. Same as I enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed Night at the Opera. Oof. No wonder why we're ending the podcast. You really hated the two. <laughs> yeah, I had a bad day. week. <laughs> <laughs> and these were movies that we all like agreed. Oh, these will be fun to do together. We always got rose tinted glasses when we decide on the next couple movies. It's yeah. also we're, like we're, we haven't done a Marx Brother flick, so we're like we gotta do yeah. that. And then like okay, yeah, I guess we can do uh, Naked Gun. Two and a half. I've, we we replaced something we didn't want to watch more with Naked Gun. I don't remember what it was, <laughs> yeah. but that's it was. We're in Grindhouse. the dregs of the schedule. Oh, that was, was just too big Grindhouse. of a commitment. Okay, yeah. but Grindhouse is a time suck. Yeah, that would have been too much. As a spoof, fucking, I guess four out of ten because it's like it's definitely doing spoofy shit. Of course, it's you know these Zucker guys can't not be spoofity, but it's uninspired it's tired it ain't wired <laughs> and that's it for me as a movie a two and a half out of ten and that's only because it <laughs> matches the number of this film's uh sequel oh that's fun yeah it's just a little fun do thing. you also give it a smell of fear out of ten yeah <laughs> uh and then as a spoof uh, it's not even spoofing itself. It's just a ripoff of its own dumb jokes from the Naked Gun 1. I quit. In a couple <laughs> episodes, I quit the podcast. I quit <laughs> because of this movie. Uh, 1 out of 10. As a spoof. 6 out of 10. It's not as iconic in its spoofery. And it's for sure starting the trend of Leslie Nielsen is a dumb, goofy guy. Which, again... He's better at deadpan. He's not good at yeah. funny faces. After the first one, I thought there's still a chance he's a smart, normal guy. But this one really fucking <laughs> pegged it in. <laughs> there's a little less bite to the spoofing in this one than before. And this one's just funny cops at this point. And even to the point of like all of the characters are in on being funny cops. Whereas before it felt like the balance was more Leslie Nielsen was the craziest one. And the rest of them were a little skewing more normal. This one just kind of like, I don't know. It just kind of, it became a, it's like they put it this, the, the first movie into a big blender and they just made the same joke for 90 minutes in this movie as a movie five out of 10. I did laugh at this movie. I thought that's funny at a bunch of jokes and I thought meh to a bunch of jokes, but I was rarely mad watching this. If you put this on during the middle of the day and you're not even paying attention, you're just trying to fall asleep to a movie or look at your phone with something in the background and you look up once in a while and you see Leslie Nielsen doing his, his wacky stuff, you know, getting a fire hose wrapped around himself or whatever. You're not going to be mad about it, you know? It's enjoyable enough to be a 5 out of 10. Hmm. Uh, 
Well, I guess we'll just end there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, you know, this begs the question. Marty, yep. do you have a novelty song for us? I do. You know, here on Spoof Scoofs and Novelty Songs, we always try to be relevant to cover the important topics from the news of today. And lately, well, there have been many confirmations from our very own United States government about the existence of UFOs. Ooh. And so, with that theme in mind, I thought we'd take a listen to this week's iconic novelty song called The Flying Saucer. The Flying Saucer is a novelty record released by Bill Buchanan and Dickie Goodman in 1956. The song is notable for being one of the earliest and potentially the earliest example of a mashup. For this song is presented as a radio broadcast with snippets of popular songs from the time interrupting with a news commentary track telling the story of a visiting flying saucer. It's easy to draw comparisons to the Mercury Theater's War of the Worlds. The style is very similar. So without further ado, let's take a listen to The Flying Saucer. Earth Angel, Earth Angel. That was the Pelican's Outer Space recording. Earth, I've just been handed a bulletin. The Flying Saucer has just landed. We switch you again downtown. Uh, here we are again. Yeah, did you ever see um, Weird Al had a TV show? I think it was on MTV or something. But he he would take uh, interviews with celebrities um, and just take all their answers and then make his own questions for it and edit it all together. Yeah, yeah. If you're if those they're all on YouTube and boy, they're a treat. The Eminem one particularly funny. Uh, but yeah, he, he did something similar with like, you know, chopping and screwing celebrity interviews where right. he's asking questions and their responses a little ludicrous. If you ask me mm. now, we only played a snippet of that song for you, but there is a long list of famous musical acts and songs featured ranging from Fats Domino, Carl Perkins, Chuck Berry, Elvis Presley, Little Richard, lots and lots of songs used on this track. Will it surprise you gentlemen to know that they were sued for making this song? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) That's an anonymous record company source once told Billboard, if we can't stop this, nothing is safe in our business. Buchanan and Goodman later made a follow-up song after being sued called Buchanan and Goodman on Trial, making fun of their trial. By November of 1956, the song held up in court, though, And it was deemed a new song, setting the standard that it was legal for artists to sample existing records in making a new song or creative work. The idea of sampling does date back further than this song and case with the use of Foley in creating sound effects to be considered the first example of the idea of sampling. So what you're saying is rap music was invented by white people. (laughs) (laughs) Take that out of context. (laughs) <laughs> I'm posting it obviously everywhere. sampling is used more in hip hop and electronic music we've talked about sampling plenty of times and I'm not going to go into more detail now but this is I think it's more considered just a precursor to sampling more than anything however I thought we'd play some snippets of the most sampled songs of all time no quiz this week no fancy games thought we'd just play some clips from the most sampled songs of all time and hey you talk about them a little bit talk about these songs so first up is from Amen Brother by the Winstons, who have a drum beat in the middle of the song that is iconic, is forever known as the Amen Break. Oh, and this list is from most sampled tracks from 538.com. Amen Brother has supposedly been sampled over 2,000 times. Let's take a listen to 
the drum break, the Amen break from Amen. Yeah, I, that's how that's how like a lot of the DJing stuff started. Is like everybody liked the just drums part, so they would um, have like two records of it and just keep rewinding it back to that part and then fading over to it, so you could mm. make like an infinite loop of the part everybody liked a dance into. Wow. Yeah, and then that guy, I think he just passed away last year, the drummer, and he didn't even know that this break was sampled as much as it was, I believe, and didn't get like any money for it pretty much. But yeah. Wow, it's weird that you don't know this, Marty. <laughs> I didn't let me say I didn't do a ton of research on the specific ones. I just grabbed the songs for this. I did research I know. on We're the giving you a saucer. hard time. Come on. Next up is Change the Beats by Fab Five Freddy, sampled over 1800 times. In third place, Lynn Collins comes in with Think About It, sampled around 1,500 times. The famous part starts around 1 minute 20 seconds. That's what I don't get. It's like who who is like who's keeping track of this? Surely that's the part that I'm concerned about because like 538, sure, they probably did some of the groundwork of this, but yeah, how do you know 2,000 songs use this? That could be actually a YouTube algorithm thing. Like that actually could be something like that where it's catching those songs over and over again. Or maybe. they or it's like they put it in the credits of the album or something yeah. so they can look it up that way. I don't know. I refuse yeah. to stand by while Marty tells me the YouTube algorithm does something good for the world. I refuse. <laughs> I didn't say it was good. I said it does something though. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, this one is cool cuz it has like a like sort of lead into the next part built into it like it really kind of ramps you up to the next thing that one i mean like everyone's heard that one that one's like you can play that little snippet and no one's shocked by that song in fourth place the iconic james brown track funky drummer is featured around 1300 times the drum break by clyde stubblefield is the part that is most sampled one two three four get it I think this is actually i think it's some i was reading comments on this and it's like supposedly him counting in like the idea of counting in music was invented with this song or something that sounds wrong to me yeah i couldn't believe that but nobody everybody was just like ready go before james brown <laughs> ready go ready go ready and music time go. now go ready go you know what james Brown used to tell his band, according to the one biopic I saw, so this could totally just be from the movie. Um, he 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 he's like he points to the like saxophone guy and he's like, "What are you holding?" And he's like, "It's a saxophone." And he's like, "No, it's a drum." And then he points to the bass guy and he's like, "What are you holding?" And he's like, "Um, 
is it a bass, sir? And he's like, no, 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 it's a drum. That's a drum, that's a drum. And he points at every instrument. Every instrument's a drum mm. to Mr. James Brown, which like, hey, his wow. music, I'll say it. I don't care who I piss off. A lot of rhythm in there. In fifth place, and last, the last song we're going to do from this run here, La Di Da Di by Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick, which hasn't cracked a thousand samples, coming in around 794 samples total. The Wikipedia list of songs that have sampled this song is longer than the Wikipedia for The Flying Saucer. So take a listen to this. Here comes your mother with those two little guys. Her mean mother stepped up, said to me, Oh my god, drums. It's just like that first song that you and I listened to. <laughs> yeah, you'd think one of these would be in a different time signature, but nope, all four on the floor. <laughs> these these people really love that four four time signature. If the if the, if sampling was invented in like the fucking sixteen hundreds, though, holy shit, we'd be waltzing. <laughs> well, that gentlemen, that does it for this week's novelty song, "The Flying Saucer." Hell yeah, hell yeah. Do you guys have a question for me or anything? Hey, Kelly. Yeah. What, what kind of pizza do you like? I love, I like, I mean, I, the go-to is pepperoni, but I love some, like, chicken barbecue pizza. Ooh, which that's a good sounds pizza. crazy. Uh, I love sausage mushroom. Normal, honestly. I love uh, pineapple, but Ooh. I don't like ham. Oh, So I do, like, pineapple, green pepper, like, chicken. Sometimes the pineapple goes really well on barbecue chicken pizza, let me tell you. It does. It does. A little acid, a little citrus. Mm -hmm, A little citrus. You you got your fat. You already got the sweet. You got... You got your you got your fat. You got your heat. You got your you got your sweet. You got the bacon. (laughs) You got the cheese. Yeah. The burger. (laughs) Hey, Scott. Yeah. Do you have a novelty product for us? Yes, I do. Oh, (laughs) bro. This is my novelty product, and this is my this 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 is my novelty product. Yeah, I got a voice changer device. Whoa, the Yakbag. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. It's in the shape of like a um speaker, uh speakerphone. Is that what it's called? What's the thing? It's like got like a handle, almost like a pistol grip type thing. A gun. Yeah, except you talk through it and it makes your megaphone. That's what I'm thinking of. Mm -hmm. It's like a megaphone shaped thing and it's got some like knobs on the side. You can, they're labeled A, A, B, C, D, and E. And I, so that doesn't necessarily help me know what they do when I flip them. Um, but they make your voice sound different. Well, this one is just like a louder version of my voice. Let's flip another switch. Uh, Hello, hello. It sounds the same. Now I can't hear you at all. Perfect. (laughs) There we go. Can you hear me now? Hello, hello. Yes. So I was thinking what we'd do to kill we gotta I think we have we gotta do this for twenty five minutes. Are you ready? I'm ready. I was thinking we'd do a little scene. I'm going to be the police um, uh, negotiator, and there's a hostage situation. Uh, who who wants to be the hostage, and who wants to be the criminal? Oh, I'm for sure. Wait. I'm the hostage. Uh, 
Okay, yeah, good, good, good. I want to take Kelly hostage. <laughs> uh, I'm out with your hands up. We know you're in there. Sir, could you say that again? I couldn't hear you very well. <laughs> I'm, try- I'm sorry. I'm trying to find the right setting on my megaphone here. Yep, yeah, okay. I think I think I got it. No, I think I'll we're wait. good. Would you- no, okay. I... There seems to be a delay between us, you yelling out the window, and me yelling from the ground floor yeah, it, here. Yeah, it takes time for the sound from my voice to get down to you. I'm That's all the way up. That's what the t- it is, yeah. Yeah, I'm on the top floor. <laughs> I'll throw him off. I swear to God, I'll no, throw him no, off. No, no, hold on, hold on. Let's talk, let's talk. Let's oh, talk. I kind of... This I mean, what a way to go. What a way to go. If if I do get thrown off, what a way to go. But don't throw me off. I got a wife and kids, so... Don't do that. I mean, look at this view. It is do, a nice can, view. Can you believe this it's view? It's a beautiful it's view. Amazing. I love the skyline. We're at the top. Oh, my God. We're at the top of Empire State Building. Isn't this an amazing and view? And there's so many other buildings around us. That's what makes it so yeah. amazing is the other <laughs> big, tall buildings that, yeah. Are you guys having a, a conversation I, with each other at, like, uh, <laughs> like library, you know, like, normal speaking volume? Because, again, I'm down here at the bottom of the Empire State Building, and I can barely make out what you're saying. Don't shoot. <laughs> Is what I'm yelling at the cop, not the <laughs> guy. Oh, you want me to shoot? No. You want me to shoot? Is that I'm what not you're saying, saying I want you to shoot. I just don't want the the person, the negotiator down there to oh. shoot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you don't want him to shoot me. You don't want him to shoot me. I don't me. want Perfect. him to shoot that's at great. all. We can start yeah, there. Yeah, that's a okay. big. That's you should ask him to do that when he asks you what your demands are. He, you should say. I gotta that. ask. I gotta ask. What are your demands? Otherwise, I'm probably gonna shoot. He said. He said he needs. He said he needs your demands, and uh-huh. he said uh, otherwise he will shoot. That's what he said. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So my demands: I want a plane, number one, uh, but not a very big plane. I want a small plane, a plane that can only fit me on it, because I don't want to take this fucking jerk off with me. I want to leave him here. What the hell, dude? I uh, thought we were having. <laughs> I thought we had a thing going on here. I thought we were being pretty I mean, good buddies. You might upgrade to jerk. To just jerk, not jerk off, okay? You might upgrade. Um, want, we can get you want, we can get you a knockoff drone from Times Square. What kind of drone are we talking about? I don't want one of those Obama drones. No thank you. Anyway, we can get you uh one of those little remote control drones. There's like a there's like a phone app you control it with. That'd be cool. It's kinda nice. Yeah. Yeah, that's no good for me though. I I need a I need a I need a plane that just uh, no one can hack into because because I, I want like an old I want like a Wilbur or Orville Wright plane like one I can just like kind of man myself. You know what I'm saying? That seems like a big like crazy demand. I mean, level your expectations hey. a little bit. So you want a you plane the- made out of primarily wood and canvas? Okay, what are <laughs> yes, your other demands? Yes, yes, I want a big money sack filled with um. Money, not money, because because no, I've oh got plenty God, of money. This, is this want, your first want, negotiation? <laughs> I, want, I want stuff. I want the stuff I buy with money. So I want a big money sack filled with food, but not like you know gourmet stuff. I just need like you know fruits and vegetables, some meats, um, like some rice, some beans, just stuff I can survive on, you know. And then uh, I also would like exactly um, your demand so far very modest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah. easy, Osm. Also, it's his first time. It's his first time it's doing like, negotiations. It's like you, you think of something you want, and then you're like, but I won't be greedy, and you kind of downgrade <laughs> it after initially saying what you want. 
Hey, have you ever played Mario Party before? If you tell Toad, when Toad asks you what kind of item you want, if you tell Toad you want the best item possible, he never gives it to you. So I'm just trying to, like, I'm trying to make sure I get what I'm looking for. I'm not trying to, like, overstep my bounds. You know, I, I understand you're you're an NYPD officer of the law, right? So yes, you're, you're not, like, flush with Toad money. Toad of the NYPD. Detective Toad? Is that Detective what you mean? Detective Toad. <laughs> a coincidence. Oh, a coincidence. shit. Is you, oh. Do you know Roger Toad? Was that hard growing up with that name? Yeah, I got teased a little bit, but I mean, um, <laughs> there was a kid in my class named uh, Jeremy Weiner, and there was another kid <laughs> named Larry uh, Buttcheek, so I actually oh. didn't have it that bad. Oh, I knew a Buttcheeks. Alvin Buttcheeks. Hey, uh, so, okay, so far, you want a sack of potatoes and a plane from the 1920s. Hold on. What else? Not, not potatoes. I said some fruits and veggies and rice and beans and some meats. Um, okay, you want a sack else? of legumes, dried legumes, and then just raw meat. Yeah, I also, I'm going to need at least two parachutes, one for me, and then one for me in case the first one fails. Okay, three uh, parachutes. Three pair. What, well, what do I need? To th- you're right. Well, I'm yeah, walking I, down. I'm walking down. Yeah, I thought, yeah. I thought that this was a single person plane. Yeah, we single were. person. No, I'm not taking. You I thought you, you were talking about base me. jumping off of the building. <laughs> so that makes <laughs> oh, sense. Oh yeah. no, I'm not Batman. I'm not Batman. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. So so far, your demands: tiny biplane, sack of food. <laughs> um. Okay. No, I also asked for. Oh, oh, I didn't say this out loud, but I thought of it. Um, I want like. A couple pairs of pants and some shirts. Uh, you don't have to go anywhere fad- fancy, just like Old Navy, The Gap, anything like that. Oh. You, if you really want to go crazy, go to Abercrombie and Fitch. But so so far, the we could knock out three quarters of your demands just from going to Costco. <laughs> yeah, Costco's honestly fine. If you want to get me a good square pizza while you're there too, I would love square pizza, like really square pizza. Oh my, we're sending up the SWAT team now. <laughs> oh, 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 hold on. No, 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 no. I don't and want to pineapple on that thing. I'm shooting a bazooka <laughs> at you. Wait, uh, what? Uh, no. I'm re- I'll take pancakes or waffles. Which one's better? Ooh, waffles. Don't guess wrong. <laughs> waffles. Yeah, waffles. I go waffles. I go waffles. Wait, did, you, right. say, did you say I go you waffles or I round of the negotiation? <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Oh man! So well, I listen, died. Here are my demands. You're gonna let that man go. Yeah. He did. He didn't do anything to you. And why did you? So you took a tour of the uh, Empire State Building, and then you yeah. grabbed a person. And yeah. your your grand plan this whole time was to get uh, uh, a <laughs> Redenbacher plane, Hold a on. sack of food, and um, what was the last one? Uh, I, well, I wanted a parachute. Also, you forgot about my parachute. If you guys come up here without my fucking parachute, I'm gonna flip the fuck. Do out. I get any demands? Because I just want you to sigh one more time into the into the voice changer, please. Because uh, I just want to hear. It. Yeah, you uh, you're both very sarcastic. We got two funny guys. Oh boy! Oh, the SWAT team's here. Oh my god! I can't. <laughs> what is going no. on? Yeah, they came. That's right. Now listen to my demands. You're gonna let that guy go, or I'm gonna light you up like a fucking Christmas tree. Oh, yeah? Well, too bad that I have my super-secret invisible parachute already on my back. 
and I pull the string and I fly, I jump off the building and I'm gonna float oh, through oh, the air. I have a you super secret uh, invisible parachute um, deactivation ray and I shoot you <laughs> no! with it. No! I quickly, I turn on my secret landing boots so I can land on, on my feet on the ground. Yeah, too bad I covered the ground in bubble gum. No, I'm stuck to the bubble gum. I start chewing the bubble gum really quickly. Hey, how, civilian, how are you doing up there? I think I'm good. I mean, he just jumped down without me. I'm fine. You're set. You don't have to negotiate anymore. You can shoot him. This is... Oh, God. All right. Hey. Waffle notes, Ed. <laughs> All right. We're really nailed it. Oh, you sh- you are know these what? the worst episodes we've ever done of the podcast? They might be. <laughs> I was gonna say we should go for another 150. Yeah, yeah, until we perfect this. Holy cow, that was some great improv. I I have a feeling that when that's edited, it's gonna it's gonna be cut together much tighter. Hmm. It's my suspicion. Less pausing and thinking. <laughs> and- oh, I should have commented on how many pauses there were. That would have been that would have made it very fun to edit. I'll just cut that out too. <clears throat> Hey, cut, hey, while you're at it, just cut the whole fucking thing out. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for the 30-minute episode. You out. Hey, no, we're at a cool 47 minutes, and I think we're good to get the fuck out of here before we do any more damage. All right. Yeah. That sounds good. Uh, thanks, thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate Especially this episode. Thank you. <laughs> Holy shit. Kelly, what's next week? Oh, man. We're watching the one episode of Curb where it is kind of a romantic comedy. 